You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Jim Zouter joins us now, the co-president of Apollo Global Management. Jim, good morning to you. Good morning and uh, welcome to Apollo. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. I price, said, the coffee's good and the price the, is even better, the, right? The coffee's good and the price is free and we like that. You that like that, you, right, Tom? They have a tip jar. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> you put money in? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is he called, this is the, uh, you, you're, you're making uh, the show today from our Contrarian Cafe, so we welcome you. Nice. And you have a great lineup this morning, so we're excited to have you here and tell, tell, tell you more about our story. That great lineup begins with you. I mentioned a little bit earlier there is a call on the cycle that we can talk about. There's also a call on the industry. Let's start with the industry. That phrase I mentioned moments ago, debanking, perfect place to start. What is debanking and what does it mean for you and the team? Well, you know, I don't use that term. I, I really use the evolution of finance. Um, the reality is that we, in the last 40 years, we had amazing uh, tailwinds with globalization and technology and lower rates. Uh, banks became, they were, they were advisors for, for decades. Uh, in the 90s and the 2000s, they became large global institutions. 08, 09 happens, and there's a tremendous amount of legislation, Dodd-Frank, to change their business model, but at the same time, rates were lower. Uh, and in the last 15 years, CEOs, the CEOs you're going to have on today from Wells and from other places, they're focused on ROE and their shareholder return. And as they're focused on ROE and shareholder return, there's a massive gap where companies need to find capital. And firms like Apollo, we've been at the front of the, front of the uh, parade in terms of providing capital across our business. Um, and when you put that together with our funding model of LP capital from around the globe, plus our retirement services, we're just a very unique player in that's going on. We've got to get into how big the addressable market is and what sure. are private markets. Sure. Typically, we think of leveraged finance. Mark Rowan, your colleague, who we'll catch up with a little bit sure. later this morning, talks about basically everything that's on a bank balance sheet. How big is this going to be? You know, when, we, when most people talk about, and you did a great job right there talking about private capital and private markets, most people when they talk about private credit today, they talk about direct origination, which is about a trillion five. It's about a third of the high yield and loan markets. We think the definition of private capital and private credit is around a 40 trillion number. And that would consist of, you know, solar finance, inventory finance, trade finance, uh, franchise finance, along with a lot of this corporate lending and investment grade privates that a lot of banks used to hold large chunks on their balance sheet. But again, in their search for ROE and appropriate returns, they're not the right place to hold that. They may be the right place to originate it, but they're certainly not the right place to hold it long term. In our three hours with you, I think I, I want to get out of the way right away the stereotype that it's highfalutin, fancy derivatives, fancy structures, mezzanine. Everybody walks around and says mezzanine. 
that we have mezzanine coffee, Everyone? we have mezzanine Danish. But the reality is it's shockingly conservative. On your website, you lead with retirement services. How conservative, how measured, how prudent is Apollo? Well, at the end of the day, we do not like to lose money, and that even means a penny. Um, the reality is, if you look at our firm today, $630 billion, uh, about $100 billion in private equity, about $100 billion in real estate and infrastructure, $400-plus billion in credit. A vast, vast majority of that is investment grade. And in this year alone, whether it's Air France, Venovia, AT&T, we're loaning money to great companies that are a lot of them are investment grade. And it's interesting, you know, you talk around the globe right now in the last six, seven weeks, you know, buying investment grade debt of companies like Merck and Meta and many, many others, you've been making a double digit return between of the compression of spreads uh, and otherwise. Now that's in the public markets, but back to the private credit, to your point, we, we lend to large companies, mostly investment grade. And for our perspective, back to Jonathan's question, it's not a one and a half trillion opportunity, it's really a 40 trillion opportunity. So let's talk about where we are. You said yeah. you don't like to lose a penny, and yet you've been focused on investment grade, which is underperformed yeah. high yield. Yeah. Risk has done a lot better than lower risk securities. Yeah. Where are we in terms of where you can make the most money? Is it still an investment grade, despite where we are right now? Well, it's, a, it's in higher quality credit. The reality is there's still this debate, and you'll have it with Torsten later on, soft landing, Ooh. hard landing. Uh, your friend, Mr. Slack. But the reality is the economy is we're sort of a little bit in this interesting Goldilocks period right now. Um, concern about a slowdown has been on everybody's mind the last six, seven months. Fed's actually done a really nice job of maintaining higher rates. So I would argue that the Fed put its order back in the market right now. And the reality is you can make, as people are worrying about soft and hard landing, in credit, you've been making double-digit returns in the last six to nine months. So the Fed put us back. We can't let that go. What exactly does that mean? Does that mean that we're not going to have the same kind of credit cycle that now you are a believer no, in I, soft I, landing? No, I, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see an economy that there's going to be winners and losers, certainly like in inflation. Uh, you're seeing it right now in the goods section, goods area, where goods prices are lower but services are a bit higher. And I'm just saying as the, as the economy is, is navigating what's going on right now, the Fed has maintained a fairly high rates. The, the market's gotten ahead of it, if you will. And if there were any kind of challenging economic mm -hmm. backdrop, the Fed does have a loaded gun that they can use as needed and as appropriate. I'm not assuming it's going to happen. I think you're going to see what we're all expecting. You know, we're students of history. We expect to happen in 08 to happen again. Right. I don't think you're going to see that happen right now. I think the actual reality is the banking system in the U.S., the envy of the world is actually quite robust. There are signs of the economy that are a bit more challenging. There are a lot of buyouts that have been done that will have a challenging time. But you're just going to have to navigate it with a really broad toolbox. You mentioned the history. On an almost cultural basis, one of my themes is we had 73, 74, Pittsburgh rolled up. You and I lived it in western New York. And the bottom line is then we had 77, a second leg of a great bull market starting into the 82 expansion. Is that the analog right now, that after the gloom of the pandemic and the churning, that there's something new here, constructive. Well, there's no doubt in the, you know, if you talk about those, those four uh, tailwinds that I talked about, globalization, lower rates, deregulation, the fourth is technology. 
And there are those who know a lot more about it than I do, but they would argue that we are on the precipice with what's going on with AI, cost structure, education, and the breadth of that, that that could have a huge impact. But the reality is the cost of capital is going to be higher for the next five or seven years. We are in a higher cost of capital environment, and it's how you navigate. And back to your original question, like the reality is the bank, the banking system around the globe is evolving. The U.S. is in the front of that. And as you'll hear about this morning, we think we're a, we are the player as that industry continues to evolve. We've got to set it up for the rest of this morning. There will be people at home asking this following question, so help us answer it. Are we not just transferring the risk from banks and the risk they pose to the economy to places like this? Well, we're actually taking the risk that was consolidated on a bunch of financial institutions and bringing it to a much, much broader system where we're diversifying that risk. Because our investors, at the end of the day, are either sovereign or other pension funds that don't own these assets on leverage or their other retirement services. So we're, we're, we're going higher quality assets and we're diversifying the risk of the system. It's actually making the system less risky. Jim, this was awesome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Here. Well, welcome today, and we look forward to a great morning. It's going to be fantastic. Jim's out to there of Apollo That's Global great. Management. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.